Hey everyone, welcome to the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at Bovada Sportsbook, the great Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, there's a lot going on in the sports world. It's an interesting time uh, because of COVID. Everything's been shifted as we hit July. Think about it. We're not going to do another one of these until July. And what's happened as a result is the NBA and the NHL are still going. The NBA is still in its conference finals. Yeah, it's, it's incredible that uh, we are now in sports overload right now, Seth. Uh, you know, this time last year, we were begging for sports to come back. Any kind of sports. We were still dabbling with table sports. tennis, yeah. simulated sports. Table tennis was what was making bank at Bavada. But uh, no, we are grateful to have NHL and NBA back. We're so excited to see fans in the stands and really good conference final play underway right now in the Stanley Cup finals with the upstart Montreal Canadiens against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's uh, it's quite a good time to be a sports fan, although it's pretty hot to be inside as a sports fan right now with this heat wave absolutely crushing us in U.S. and Canada right now. Let's do the NBA and take a look at these conference finals. And again, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, there could be one game up, one game down, you know, so we don't want to jump to conclusions, but it's Milwaukee and Atlanta. And how did you size this up at the beginning and what's changed? Yeah, so uh, not too much drama on the East so far. Uh, the Bucks, uh, as of this recording, uh, just you know, comfortably in lead in this series. And uh, that's kind of how we expect this. This Atlanta Hawks team with, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, Trey Young has been absolutely exceptional in this playoffs. He's and really great, take, isn't he? he? Isn't he amazing? He's awesome. He reminds me of, you know, the kind of guy that you love to have on your team. You really don't like to play against just an absolute road dog out there. He, he is fun. He is good. Uh, it, it's cool for me who's uh, seen so many of these guys play through college and, uh, you know, translate and have this kind of success in the NBA. So many guys that were, you know, not complete unknowns, but really made their bones in the NCAA tourney with some of the runs they go on. And yeah, this Atlanta Hawks team really came out of nowhere. I mean, I, there, there's no moral victories in sports, if you're not first, you're last. But, uh, you know, this Atlanta Hawks team has shocked a lot of people. It does seem like this is where, uh, you know, their Cinderella run is coming to an end as the Bucks have looked the most consistent ever since they got over, over the schneid and knocked off the Brooklyn Nets. It's, it's wild. And, and there's definitely something to be said for this idea that, you know, Milwaukee just has more depth. And I think eventually they wear them down. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, so many things has broken Milwaukee's uh, way this playoffs. I mean, we saw their early exit in the bubble last year, massive disappointment. There was rumors of coaching changes, a lot of personnel changes. But, you know, they, they've had the luck of the Nets uh, running into injury problems. And whoever they run into the West, uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns weren't at the top of anyone's uh, power rankings at the beginning of the year. And the Clippers uh, are dealing with uh, injuries to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but they were able to win game five and we can actually talk about uh, game six because that will be released after this podcast. Uh, the Suns still a favorite in that series right now, but it's a lot tighter. The Suns only minus 450 favorites at Bovada and they were up to minus 1200 heading into that game five game. So a missed opportunity, still a big question mark uh, for the LA Clippers. But once again, the NBA futures market completely wide open at Bovada. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. And then out West, the Phoenix Suns, who are, you know, it, again, this series could be over by the time you listen to this. The Phoenix Suns look like an NBA champion. I hate to say it. If the Nets were healthy, I think they'd give them a run. But the Phoenix Suns look the most complete. And Devin Booker, er everything I said about Trey Young, echo for David, uh, for Devin Booker. Yeah, it's, it's incredible what uh, that team has done with uh, Devin Booker, Aiden, Chris Paul, uh, 
you know, again, a, t- a team that, uh, you know, wasn't sexy in the offseason, not a lot of people expect, but they were right there the entire regular season that we've kind of figured this is one of those teams that uh, was going to play hard the regular season, but a-, a team like the Lakers, a team like the Clippers, who was going to be, you know, doing the load management thing, resting a little bit, uh, would be easily able to uh, knock them off. But this Suns team has shown certainly a good deal of pluck. Currently plus 150 underdogs outright just behind the Milwaukee Bucks, who are now your odds-on favorite at Bavada to win the NBA title. Over in the NHL, the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, again, not as, not as deep as the conference finals in the NBA, but the Stanley Cup Finals featuring the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the biggest difference, obviously, only 3,500 people allowed in Montreal, yet 150,000 super spreaders uh, being allowed outside the Montreal arena. That's where they have all the plaques and stuff. I've been outside that arena. Did I ever tell you the time I went to Montreal? I don't think you did. And if you did, you weren't kind enough to look me up. No, Montreal was, uh, this was before we, I knew you. <laughs> I got sent to do a podcast uh, with uh, an F1 driver. Uh, Lance stole. Ooh. And I went to Montreal and I, you know, after we got done, I walked around and it turns out that you two was playing at the, at the arena, but the concert was like three quarters over. And I was like, I'm not going in like now, you know, but I stayed outside and I listened to a little bit of the concert and it was empty. It was completely empty. And now to see the video of all those fans lining up there, it must be nuts. It must be so fun. You know what? It's, it's really cool in the city right now. And uh, I've, I've said this before, I'm a Leafs fan, but it, there's something about being in a city, even if you're not a fan of the team, that is, for lack of a better word, infectious. There is an energy around this city, around this province in French Canada that uh, we haven't really felt uh, at all the last 15, 16 months before uh, this run, which started at the expense of my Leafs. The Montreal Canadiens were down 3-1 on the ropes against one of the best teams in hockey by all analytic measures. And here they are, you know, game one didn't work out for them. Uh, Super in tough against a team like Tampa where, you know, Vasilevsky is almost right there. And some would say maybe right there, if not better than Carey Price. So Montreal really running into an opponent right now that matches them across uh, really on every level, but certainly a much better offensive and defensive team as well. You know, Montreal's luck may have run out, but what I'm going to propose to you, Seth, now is to lean on your good buddy, Gary Bettman. And pressure Justin Trudeau, pressure Francois Legault, the premier of French Canada of Quebec. We got to get these capacity numbers up a little bit. 3,500 isn't enough for the Montreal Canadiens. Tampa Bay had 16,000 last night. We can do better. Well, look, it's a political thing. And I understand. And the COVID situation in uh, Canada is not what it is. Uh, in the United States. And, you know, you cannot compare Canada to Florida because I don't even know if Florida is still part of the United States. The, um, <laughs> but the the argument is, if you know the, that many people are going outside, um, 10,000. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, split the difference. If you don't want to fill the arena, fine, 10,000. Um, and you're not be- as being nearly unsafe. You want to make it a vaccine necessity? I'm always for that. You know, again, Canada doesn't have the same issues that the United States has in terms of vaccine hesitancy, but I'm always for making something a vaccine incentive. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting to see what will come because, and part of the reason I bring this up is because it is now, as of this recording, it's Tuesday afternoon. 
Uh, the Habs will host a game of the Stanley Cup playoffs by the end of the week. There are no tickets out for sale yet. So there still is this uh, backroom kind of discussions probably occurring between the league and the province and the city and the federal government of Canada to try and figure out what these capacity issues could be. And they haven't been able to sort it. I think they've told season ticket holders who have won the lottery for the right to purchase tickets because that's how in demand uh, these very limited capacity tickets are in the city of Montreal. It's first uh, Stanley Cup appearance in 28 years, I believe. Uh, but yes, it's interesting to see uh, what will be allowed because these conversations are still ongoing. And I know that even if I'm not a fan of the Habs, I'm a fan of really good hockey and Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And uh, I'm hoping to try and score one of those uh, you know, precious tickets to either a game three or game four here in Montreal. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, after that uh, 4-1 opening series uh, win, uh, now minus 750 favorites at Bovada. So again, the Montreal Canadiens, listen, they've uh, fought through adversity before. They've had comebacks before. This is, you know, arguably nothing, but, uh, you know, they're going to need to at least get a split coming out of Vegas if they're going to have any hope of doing any damage in this series. Do you get the sense that uh, th we could be in for a long one or how, you, you know, comparing this to past years, how much of a favorite is Tampa? So Tampa was a minus 270 favorite to start the series, which, uh, I mean, it, it's not even the large, it's not even the third large, you know what? It's the smallest uh, underdog uh, that Montreal has been in this playoffs. When you look at Toronto and Vancouver, Montreal were only, uh, or sorry, that's not true. Hold on. Let me rewind a little bit. Okay. Um, so Tampa Bay was a minus 270 favorite coming into the series against uh, the Montreal Canadiens, which was a lot lower uh, then Toronto was favored over um, Montreal and much lower than Vegas. Vegas was minus 400 favorites over the Montreal Canadiens. So, you know, there's some normalization in that, you know, Montreal's odds and the way we they're being viewed by odds makers has improved as the playoffs have gone along. This idea that they really have a scheme that works, uh, you know, it helps that they have carry price. It helps that really Montreal has won, I think, every game in this playoffs where they've scored at least two goals. That's it. Just two. Just two. Um, it, it's incredible what you can do in the Stanley Cup playoffs with a hot goalie. Uh, none much hotter than Carey Price. You know, yeah, he got smacked around a little bit in game one. His defenseman certainly didn't help him on that second goal. Bit of an own goal there, uh, which is timely during the Euros. But yeah, I, I think this, you know, this series is still just getting started. I mean, much like the NBA, it doesn't matter if you lose by four or five or get blown out in a game. But you come back and play game two. It's about the war, not the individual battle. But, uh, you know, Tampa is certainly with the advantage right now. All right. Across the pond, the Euros 2020 still getting uh, incredible amounts of gambling opportunities here at Bavada and also all across North America. North America loves the Euros. It's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite sporting events. Uh, you know, obviously we could escalate that to the World Cup. But I mean, th th this is awesome. Again, uh, such an embarrassment of riches for a sports fan right now. And Seth, I don't know if you had a chance to see either of the Monday soccer matches, but they were absolutely insane. Spain, Croatia, 3-3 after 90 minutes. Uh, France surrenders a 3-1 lead to Switzerland. Uh, that ends up 3-3. Swi yeah. Switzerland goes on in penalties. Uh, we say au revoir to the preseason or the pre-tourney favorites. France, they were the 4-1 to favorites to win uh, Euro 2020 at Bavada before the tournament started. And, and yeah, down 3-1. Uh, I was looking at our live odds. Switzerland was 40-1 to 1 
to advance at that point. And uh, they scored two goals, the 85th minute and 90th minute, put them away in penalties. Uh, the drama is awesome. And, uh, you know, there was a real funny contrast between the weekend because my, my wife, you know, God bless her. Uh, she loves football. She doesn't like soccer. So, but I, I told her I want to watch the Portugal game on Sunday. Uh, you know, one nothing game, not very exciting. She goes to me, she goes, do you guys do over-unders for soccer as well? I go, yeah, of course we do. She goes, is the over-under always one? She is so down on soccer, Seth. She just finds it the most boring thing ever. Sure enough, she's at work yesterday, not paying attention to soccer at all. And we have, uh, you know, two, three, three games in overtime. Uh, one goes to penalties. I just, there's no luck. The first time I took her to a soccer game in England, it was a scoreless draw. And I think that ruined the sport for her forever. But, uh, you know, with the drama that we had yesterday and some of these other early group stage games and looking ahead now that we're in the knockout uh, round, uh, it has been really, really good, compelling soccer. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps people betting, keeps people interested. And why we see the kind of betting on Euro 2020, again, a European sport and a European part of the world, it's getting similar betting as the NBA here in North America. It's incredible to see. And I love to see that kind of growth because also for us as bookmakers, it used to be a long, long time ago that all we did was, you know, we had a good year if the NFL went well. And now here we are in 2021 where, okay, the NFL, the NFL is still king, but now it's NBA, it's NHL, it's Euros, it's, it's volleyball. It's the Olympic betting uh, a month from now, which I'm sure we'll get into, uh, you know, as the weeks progress, uh, there's just so much that people can engage in. And uh, that truly is one of the beauty of just, you know, an overly globalized society right now is that we can, you know, kind of touch and consume all of this. Uh, and a lot of it that we never would have touched otherwise and not had the ability to 15, 20 years ago. So it is such an awesome time to be a sports fan. And this tournament has very much lived up to the hype. Well, next week at this time, we'll be previewing the semifinals, uh, which will be uh, great. Um but for this, uh, for the purposes of this uh, podcast, uh, this Friday, the uh, quarterfinals, uh, Switzerland takes on Spain. Size it up. Oh, gosh. I, I think that's maybe uh, a buy low opportunity on Spain. Spain, uh, I, I always say this about Spain. They are one of the most beautiful teams to watch when they're just passing the ball. Nobody goes through their rotations. Nobody just makes it look so effortlessly. Their ability to finish is always something that's a little bit concerning. However, I think the fact that uh, they've actually done really well scoring this tournament. So outside of the norm for them, defensively, they've been a bit of a concern. Uh, you can currently get Spain as a minus 145 favorite on the three-way line. So that's Spain, Switzerland, or draw. And why I want to emphasize that is a lot of uh, U.S. players that aren't used to betting soccer don't realize, especially when it gets to the knockout stage, that if you're betting that win, loser draw, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it goes to penalties. That was a regulation draw. And that's something that we see a lot of recreational bettors get lost in. So I really want to reference that if you're betting on something where draw is an option, just because Switzerland advanced in penalties yesterday, that was still a draw for betting purposes. So that's an important thing to just reaffirm for betters. Looking at the other matches, you have right. Belgium, Belgium, Belgium and Italy. Italy. That is, you know, everyone's going to have their eyes on that one. Belgium was one of the pre-tourney faves right there with Italy. Italy has looked really, really good. Italy hasn't lost a match, I think, in something like the last two dozen matches, either wins or draws all over the place. One team will have to go home. Belgium has looked incredibly impressive, not just in this tournament, but in previous tournaments as well. Uh, Italy, the ever so slight plus 135 favorite. Belgium plus 235. The draw plus 210 at Bovada. Over under of two goals right now. Uh, the Belgians getting the majority of money in that match, uh, the Switzerland-Spain game, uh, pretty even right now. 
And of course, we'll stay uh, across the pond. And uh, boy, a lot happening in Europe. Uh, Wimbledon <laughs> is going on. Novak Djokovic, the clear favorite since Rafa Nadal uh, has pulled out. Uh, what's 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 the thought here on the men's draw men's draw in Wimbledon? Yeah, so I mean, outside of Djokovic, the plus one twenty favorite at uh, Bovada, you know, you really have to look at guys like Federer uh, and. The reason why you have to look at a guy like Federer is he's now at that part in his career where he is resting. He is attacking the tournaments that matter. Uh, the ones that he knows that he has the strength for. He can't continue to play every tournament like guys like Djokovic can, which is insane because Djokovic is getting to be a pretty old guy himself. But the longevity for some of these guys uh, is pretty incredible. I don't know if you've ever been to Wimbledon, Seth. I was lucky enough to go there six years ago for my anniversary and Boy, did that's I look awesome. out of sorts. Yeah, I, I put on my fancy khakis. That's, that's one of my few bucket list places. I, I put on my, my nicest uh, khakis, my dress shoes, my fanciest shirt, and I still fell out, fell out of place. As soon as you walk in there, champagne room, strawberries and cream, top hats, monocles. It was, I, I almost turned around left right away. I felt so out of sorts. But I was lucky to take in some of the matches there and just take in that ambience. And it is an incredible place to be. I was actually, I didn't have tickets on the final day, but I actually had grounds tickets, which allows you to walk around uh, the center there. If anyone's ever been to Arthur Ashe, you kind of get the idea of what having grounds tickets to tennis is like. But uh, it it is an unbelievable experience. It is, again, one of my favorite sports because everybody there is just clapping for good tennis. They are cheering on just good sport, uh, good sportsmanship. And uh, it, it is a sight to be seen. Uh, so try and get to Wimbledon, folks. But if you can't get to Wimbledon, at least bet Wimbledon with Bavada. You know, Djokovic, again, that plus 120 favorite. Things that much more open on the women's side right now. But, uh, you know, again, Naomi Osaka did drop out. So you do have uh, Simona Halep, uh, Iga Swiatek, Ashley Barty. Uh, all right there, Ariana Sabalenka, 10-1, to 1, Garbin Muguruza. The women's field, much, much more wide open. Serena Williams, 14-1, to 1, someone who's you know talked about maybe not uh, attending the Olympics. Again, we'll get to that in a few weeks. But again, it speaks to how much more wide open uh, the women's uh, Wimbledon is right now. Uh, again, if it's not going to be Djokovic, I would say you know, Federer is taking the most amount of money so far followed by Djokovic, followed by uh, Dominic TM at plus 550 right now. All right. Should be a great couple of weeks. You got Wimbledon, you got the Euros, you have the NBA finals. You'll have the Stanley Cup almost over. It's really exciting time. The plus uh, we'll start to get in the next couple of weeks, the NHL expansion draft and the regular draft too. So, and that, that the regular draft for the NBA as well. So a lot going on in sports, my friend. Uh, it's, it's an incredible time to be alive. That's right. Stay healthy just so you can see these games that, and, 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 and bet st- on them and stay cool. Yeah, please stay <laughs> out of the heat. If, if, if you can find shelter somewhere, if, we, if you can, uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Bavada at Odds podcast.
If you're into tech, you're going to be into Tech Stream. What is it? It's a new podcast because that's what the world needs more podcasts. I'm Seth Everett, and he is Shelly Palmer. Hey, Seth, I am Shelly Palmer. At least last time I looked, and the world does need one new tech podcast because there just aren't enough tech podcasts, except this really isn't only going to be about tech. No, and it's not going to be something that only experts and let's face it, nerds are going to know. And it's also not going to be for dummies. We're not going to tell you how to turn on your location services. As a matter of fact, we're not going to tell you anything. What we are going to do, though, is make you aware of some of the most interesting things that are happening. What's new? What's next? What it might mean? Why you might care? And by the way, how it's going to change your life. It's TechStream with Seth Everett and Shelley Palmer. You can find it on Underdog Podcasts and wherever you get your shows.